Good morning. We're really excited today, this afternoon, to have Thanks Fest, which is going to be happening down at our next door location in Aldershot. And how many people here are going to be there or volunteering? Or I want to make sure to see hands. Awesome. Well, we want to pray and bless uh, that event today because it's, it's one of our, our outreaches, and we're really excited to see what God's been doing. We're thankful for what God's been doing. So we're going to pray over Thanks Fest. Lord, your hand is on next door. Your hand is on Aldershot, and we thank you for the way in which you move uh, the hearts of so many people here to invest their time and their energy, their gifts and service, and pouring into people in the community of Aldershot. We ask that today's Thanks Fest would be a great success, allow the planning to um, come to fruition. I pray for new guests to come and, and people to create relationships. We pray a blessing on those who serve at Nextdoor. Would you um, just keep them strong? Would you uh, let them see the fruit of their uh, labors in their heart, Lord God? I pray that this time would be a time of celebration and a time of coming together to, to begin a new ministry season together down in the Aldershot region with Nextdoor. I pray a blessing upon Angie and Paul as they lead it and in all of those who are serving. In Jesus' name, amen. Excellent. Church without walls. We've been looking into what does that mean? The last three weeks we've been talking about what kind of walls might actually stand between people and Jesus. We began just opening up the idea of that sometimes we might actually be blocking off people from getting to Jesus because we're so um, obsessed maybe with what's happening in our lives and what God can do for us that we forget that there's some other people that we need to maybe move out of the way and help get to Jesus. We talked about the fact that one of the things that can come between us is uh, religion. That often what happens to people, uh, once they start to um, follow Jesus, it's easy to start to get uh, some type of um, judgmental attitudes. And, and, and there, often this division starts to happen where the Pharisees wouldn't allow or ask Jesus not to be eating with sinners. Realizing actually that that distinction has been blown out of the water. We are all sinners and we're all forgiven by Christ. The other thing that we talked about last week was politics and the fact that in our society, politics start kind of popping up, creating walls between us, and, and that is very sensitive a lot of times. And how do we overcome those type of walls? Today, we want to delve into the question of demographics. How can, in our culture, demographics play into seeds of division or walls of division, whether it's between people from different cultural backgrounds whether it's between men and women, between young and old, there is a sense in which we're seeing a lot of talk around what we call identity politics. What, what my identity, how, how can this create divisions between people and the divisions, the very walls that Jesus is trying to bring down? I was thinking about this and praying about it, and I, when I was thinking about coming to talk about Jesus demolishing demographics, I started to get the feeling of, Maybe as, a, as a, a white male, this is something that just me talking about might not uh, fully communicate what we're trying to discuss today. And so I asked my friend, Melissa Lasante, if she'd come, and, and maybe we'll have a little conversation, a little dialogue to help open up a little picture as we talk about demographics. What, what is it, what's going on with the church, and how do we help the church overcome some areas that can divide us society. So thank you, Mel, for, for coming, for showing up. You're welcome, Cyril, even though I tried to uh, bow out at the last minute on Friday afternoon. 
<laughs> it's one of these things where when you start actually digging into it, you realize it can be a sensitive topic, right? How, how, do, how does a church, how are the churches actually doing at living out the gospel of Christ, which is tearing down the walls? Are we actually doing that or are we adding to the walls? So my, one of my first questions for you would actually be, um, where, like in what ways have you seen the equality between different demographics that, that Christ has given to us? Where do you actually see that demonstrated in our churches? Well, I have to toot Forest View's horn because I found from day one that we have a culture of inclusivity here. Um, you know, no matter the economic, education, um, you know, just societal, all the societal category, categorizations that we can find out there, I don't find that's an issue in here. Um, so, you know, I was talking about um, in, the, in the first service, uh, we saw Christy last week, a younger female leading worship. Um, we see women like Lois Francis, who preaches and teaches on a regular basis. Um, in our leadership teams, we are representative of the, you know, the congregation. So I think that Forest View and, and you know, Next Door Space and the things that we do in the community that are low cost to no cost where people can just join in, we can bring our neighbors, just send an invite or whatnot, and um, seeing, seeing it happen. I also uh, alluded to a small book club that started online. Yay, book club. Um, and we've had the opportunity as women of, of uh, Forest View to connect online. So we have you know, mommies who are uh, putting fussy babies to bed who are just messaging out of their pocket. We have women who are further along in life's journey giving us advice and being very vulnerable. We've had um, a, a really organic mentorship opportunity where I was able to uh, go out for coffee with Nancy as Nancy, not as Nancy and her role in the church, but just to get to know her a little bit better. So I'm excited about how we at Forest View are taking steps to do that, whether it's um, missions at Muskrat Dam, supporting, um, I know, Mo and Joe, like all that kind of stuff. We're very inclusive as a culture here. Well, that's really encouraging. Thank you. I hear that. Um, at the same time, we know that in North America, we've seen um, sometimes, you know, things bubble up, uh, even in churches. So where have you seen discrepancies between, you know, the equality between men and women, people of different backgrounds, uh, and the church? Where, where have you seen that kind of, those, those walls being built up? Well, I, I did grow up here in Oakville, so I didn't really experience it here in Oakville, um, to the degree that I knew when I was little. Um, we did have like Caribbean Sunday where you know we sang gospel music or during the month of February, people making an effort to you know, highlight African Canadians, African Americans. And, and, I, and I, I see the heart of it. Um, but there were times where you know, I definitely felt like I was not like everybody else in the church in other situations. And it wasn't um, a bad thing, it's just North American culture and being a child of immigrants, it's something that you, that you face. I did experience a, a church where you know, women were not um, encouraged to speak up, to volunteer, um, maybe doing uh, children's church or whatever you call it, like, like uh, kids', kids stuff and hospitality and that's it. Like don't try to aspire to anything else because those are women gifts, that kind of thing. We're seeing all male white leadership in the church. And it's sort of discouraging because you know, my Bible says in Revelation that everyone, tongues, tribe, language will be praising um, together. And it didn't feel that way all the time, in my experience. So did you feel like sometimes, was there any, like, stereotypes or anything that you feel 
Oh, absolutely. And even now, um, and I know people are sort of like, ooh, you know, um, uh, you know I, I was joking before about if, if you're a musician, you know, there's some churches that clap on one and three, the white churches, and like the churches that clap on two and four, the black churches. And, and, um, and sometimes it's, it's a thing that we allude to or joke or say, okay, we're going to get down. And, you know, it's, it's subtle. And, and that's sort of why, you know, full disclosure, why I didn't want to do it, uh, talk this morning about... Um, culture and church is because it's so sensitive and it's still a little bit political. Right. So um, it's something that I want to make sure that we are aware of. And, and not just because I'm speaking for my entire you know, demographic, but there are different cultures represented. Um, and I've had the privilege with an international organization for which I was on the board to travel uh, to other countries to see how other people do church. Church in France, uh, French, church in English, church in Spanish, and seeing just how pure worship can be uh, when it's just about Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Excellent. So what kind of... Uh... Well, I guess, what is your opinion? Is there a way that we can do better? How, how, can, how can the church continue to grow as a church that's tearing down walls? So, two things. Um, there are two verses that come to mind, uh, two chapters, I should say, of, of scripture that come to mind. The first is Isaiah 61, and I spoke about this in Talking Church last summer, I think. And this is uh, the passage that Jesus quotes in the New Testament about why he came to earth. And it was to, you know, free the captives, to, to proclaim the good news, to love those who are marginalized, to do all those things. And it has nothing to do with education, economic status, um, race, anything. It just is about loving people. Um, the second is Acts 2, 42 to 47. That's one of my favorite chapters because I have this really radical desire to see that kind of community, that Acts church feel, um, happen here in wherever I'm involved, I should say, um, because I want people to feel like they can come to our house and break, and, um, break bread together, that we can teach each other, that everyone can listen to one another, um, feel like we can do life together, real life together, and invite other people in. Um, so those are my two things, and, and my prayer is that no matter um, your age, your age, your life stage, your background, education, anything, that our goal as a church will be to get as many people across that finish line to eternity as possible. Amen. Well, thank you. Thank you for helping us demonstrate this. I hope I tear down some walls. Awesome. When we think about uh, demographics and, and this idea that Christ has come to tear down all different walls, there's a verse that immediately comes to mind, and that's in Galatians. Galatians 3, uh, 26 to 29. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free. There is not male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. This is a, a beautiful passage, and it kind of um, strikes to me at the, the core of kind of the, the dilemma that we can find ourselves in in the churches in North America. It reminds me, I think I'm growing up myself, I grew up in Sarnia, Ontario, 
It's kind of a, a waspy place, if I'm really honest about it. Um, I remember growing up, and uh, I looked different than because I had red hair. So I'd be like, I was the person, oh, you look different. You're not part of our demographic. You're redheaded or whatever, right? So, uh, but there was also, in my little, little area that I lived in, I was actually, I feel, looking back and starting, I was kind of blessed.